the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I want to read to you some of the ideas in the National Review and, and hope that you will rethink this. There, there are good Republicans. There really are. So here, uh, for one of the one of them in in, uh, in alphabetical order. One is Glenn Beck. Three policies provided the fuel that lit the Tea Party fire. The stimulus, the auto bailouts, and the bank bailouts. Barack Obama supported all three. So did Donald Trump. While conservatives, you have to say to support Trump, you have to say how a man has lived his whole life is irrelevant. That's another thing that troubles me. While conservatives fought against the stimulus, Donald Trump said it was, quote, what we need, praising Obama's schemes of building infrastructure, building great projects, putting people to work in that sense. That's a direct quote from uh, from Donald Trump. While conservatives fought against the auto bailouts, Donald Trump claimed, quote, the government should stand behind the auto companies 100% because they make wonderful products, unquote. While conservatives fought against the bank bailouts, Donald Trump called them, quote, something that has to get done, unquote. Let his reasoning sink in for a second, writes Glenn Beck, quote, the government can take over companies and, frankly, take big chunks of companies, unquote. That's the quote from Donald Trump. If Donald Trump wins the Republican nomination, there will once again be no opposition to an ever-expanding government. All right? So that's, that's in the, I'm giving you some of the lines given by those who wrote in the Against Trump issue of National Review. Next alphabetical order, David Boaz. David Boaz is the vice, executive vice president of the Cato Institute. So he is the uh, one of the leading libertarians in the United States. The Cato Institute is the center of libertarianism. He says, from a libertarian point of view, his promise is that of one-man rule. Troubling is his idea of the presidency. His promise that he's the guy, the man on a white horse, who can ride into Washington, fire the stupid people, hire the best people, and fix everything. He doesn't talk about policy or working with Congress. He's effectively vowing to be an American Mussolini, concentrating power in the Trump White House and governing by fiat. His past support for a massive wealth tax and single-payer health care his know-nothing protectionism, and his passionate defense of eminent domain. These are examples. That's the executive vice president of the Cato Institute. From religious conservatives to secular conservatives, libertarians, neoconservatives, virtually every uh, conservative that I respect is opposed to Donald Trump. I, I I do ask people to think, are they all morons? Are they all fools? 
These are very important things people have to ask themselves. And I do, I do fear this. That he believes in an imperial presidency every bit as much as Barack Obama does. I will do this, I will do this, I will do this. There's no Congress, there is no, there's no one else. And as I say, there are no advisors. It's, it's an astonishing thing. Who are his foreign policy advisors? Arguably, a president has the most influence on foreign policy. Who are his advisors? Brent Bozell. Is Brent Bozell not conservative enough? I mean, any of my listeners who know of him, he's, he's the chairman of For America, president of the Media Research Center. He has endorsed Ted Cruz for president. Many conservatives are relishing this, but ah, the rub. Trump might be the greatest charlatan of them all. A real conservative walks with us. Ronald Reagan read National Review and Human Events for Intellectual Sustenance, spoke annually to the Conservative Political Action Conference, Young Americans for Freedom, and other organizations to rally the troops, supported Barry Goldwater when the GOP mainstream turned its back on him, raised money for countless conservative groups, wrote hundreds of op-eds, and delivered even more speeches everywhere championing our cause. Where's Donald Trump? This is L. Brent de Bozell. Brent Bozell is known to many of you. He's chairman of For America, president of the Media Research Center. And then uh, he writes about how much Ronald Reagan, for example, did a lifetime of working for conservative cause. Not, I mean, he began as a liberal Democrat, but for years, once he became a Republican. Then he writes, until he decided to run for the GOP nomination a few months ago, Trump had done none of these things, perhaps because he was too distracted publicly raising money for liberals such as the Clintons, championing Planned Parenthood, tax increases, and single-payer health coverage. Incidentally, one of you has uh, said, have I looked at his website? Of course I've looked at his website, which is uh, actually quite small, uh, and it only deals with five issues and uh, and... Healthcare is not one of them, probably for good reason. And demonstrating his allegiance to the Democratic Party, Mona Charon, it was I know her well. She has been writing uh, for she's a nationally syndicated uh, writer, and she is a senior fellow at the Ethics and Public Policy Center, another conservative think tank. We can talk about whether he is a bore, B-O-O-R, and then he give, gives, quote, my fingers are long and beautiful, as it has been well documented, are various other parts of my body. A creep, if Ivanka weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. Or a louse, he tried to bully an elderly woman, Vera Coking, out of her house in Atlantic City because it stood on a spot he wanted to use as a garage. But one thing about which there can be no debate is that Trump is no conservative. He's simply playing one in the primaries. Call it Unreality TV. All right. Then the next, this is alphabetical order I'm going in. Ben Dominic, who is publisher of The Federalist. I know The Federalist. I don't know Mr. Dominic. What he advocates is a rejection of our Madisonian inheritance and an embrace of Barack Obama's authoritarianism. 
The Trump voter is moderate, disaffected with patriotic instincts. He feels disconnected from the GOP and other broken public institutions left behind by a national political elite that no longer believes he matters. That's right, and that's why I I have a great uh, affection for so many of you who support Trump and for so many of the people in my own life. It's just a mistake, in my opinion. In order to build a governing majority, conservatives do not need Trump's message or agenda, but they urgently need his supporters. Trump proves that these disaffected Americans can be won by those who respect the pro-American Jacksonian spine that runs through the electorate. The challenge now is for conservatives to give these voters the respect they deserve. Next is Eric Erickson. Eric Erickson is... is uh, the editor of the Resurgent and Atlanta-based radio talk show host. He's a well-known conservative. I would vote for Donald Trump over Hillary Clinton, as I, Dennis Prager, would, incidentally. Nonetheless, I will not be voting for Donald Trump in the primary. I take my conservatism seriously, but I also take St. Paul seriously. In setting out the qualifications for overseers or bishops, St. Paul admonished Timothy, this is 1 Timothy 3, If anyone aspires to the office of overseer, he must not be a recent convert, or he may become puffed up with conceit and fall into the condemnation of the devil. I think this is also true of political leaders, including those within the conservative movement. In October 2011, when many of the other Republican candidates were fighting Barack Obama, Donald Trump told Sean Hannity, I was Obama's biggest cheerleader. Trump donated to both the Clinton Foundation and Hillary Clinton's Senate campaign, as well as to Nancy Pelosi, Harry Reid, Chuck Schumer, and other Democrats. In 2011, according to the website OpenSecrets.org, quote, the largest recipient of Donald Trump's political spending has been the Democratic Senatorial Campaign Committee, with $116,000. Now, whenever asked about this, folks, about all of his support for Democrats and liberals, he said, look, I was a businessman. That's what I do. I support everybody. In other words, I'm 69 years old, he's saying, and I have uh, spent my life uh, with uh, with no, uh, no fixed value system. The only value I had was making more money. Now I'm a great guy. Spent 69 years completely apolitical, uh, completely uh, divorced from having to take a stand, and now you'll love me because I say I'm terrific. Uh, I, I think a lifetime matters. Otherwise, we're all, we're all uh, uh, up the creek without a paddle, folks. If uh, Well, not all, I guess uh, I take that back. Some people are and some people aren't. If you've lived a, 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 a relatively noble life, it doesn't matter. And if you've lived a relatively, uh, uh, I, even, I would say immoral, but amoral, a life that has nothing, I mean, I'm not talking personal life. I have, no, I have no comment on his personal life. He seems to have fine children, and that, that's not insignificant. But uh, in his in his macro world, in his positions, it's all been what's good for Trump, 
not what's good for America. All of a sudden, he's gung-ho on America. Maybe he is. But where were you your whole life? In a 60 Minutes interview with Scott Pelley, September 2015, Trump aggressively supported universal health care, saying, This is an unrepublican thing for me to say. I'm going to take care of everybody. The government's going to pay for it. He supports the prosecution of hate crimes. He favors wealth confiscation policies. Does this matter? I'm, I'm trying to think if I'm in your mind as a Trump supporter and you hear all these things. It, it, does it at least plant a seed of, of doubt? Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.